This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Thank you to our sponsor, 223 Agency, a digital relations firm helping you maximize and develop your digital footprint. Check them out on the web at 223agency.com. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Hey there, Tallahassee. Welcome to another edition of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We are delighted to be with you once again. My name's Jay Revel. I am uh, your host, and I am joined, as always, by my producer extraordinaire and co-host, Sarah Solomon. Sarah, how are we doing today? Great. It's a great day for a podcast. I'm excited for this guest we have. Uh, Indeed, it is. Uh, We are into a new month. Uh, Spring is close. Uh, Chamber of Commerce weather in full production here at uh, International HQ, uh, as we like to say. We do have a wonderful guest with us, folks, uh, today. There are a lot of wonderful organizations in our community who do great good for our community and for those who uh, need a helping hand from time to time. And we have someone who is Uh, intimately involved in that world. We have with us today one of my favorite people, a board member of the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce, Miss Bernice Cox. Bernice is the president and CEO of the United Way of the Big Ben, one of the most important entities that we have in our community doing tremendous work for many, many years. Uh, Bernice, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Jay, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, letting me be here today. I'm honored to have a chance to talk to you all. Well, we're delighted to have you on the show. Uh, uh, we all go back. You're, you're involved in our in our world quite a bit. We love having you. It's a real treat every time you walk in the building. You bring a, a big smile and a lot of passion and expertise uh, to our world. And recently you've made a, uh, I guess you'd call it a career change of sorts. Uh, certainly not a passion change. You've always been involved with the mm-hmm. United Way of the Big Ben. Tell us a little bit about the United Way and your new job there. Okay. Uh, United Way of the Big Ben uh, is, has a footprint of Leon County and seven neighboring counties. So we're an eight county footprint. And uh, we we, we fo- focus on those in poverty and those at the edge of poverty uh, in all those counties, and we raise funds uh, to uh, shape that work, and, to, and we allocate funds to shape that work. We have our own initiatives uh, within uh, United Way. We have Reading Pals, which we uh, partner with Leon County Schools and, and uh, a couple of our other schools in the region. Uh, we also have Reunited, that is a uh, program that is a one-week program that's uh, part of our uh, Women United funds that some of the funds that are raised in Women United go to Read uh, United. Uh, and we have the VITA program. That's the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. And I can tell you it has a lot of action right now, as you can imagine, as people are getting ready for their tax season. And that's for families that, uh, singles or families, that their household income is about $66,000, give or take a few dollars, uh, and they have access to uh, free uh, volunteer income tax assistance, uh, assessments. Yeah, you jump right in there with some some wonderful descriptions of some of the work that you all do sort of in-house. I think, you know, United Way is a a very powerful brand uh, around the globe, and I think people probably see it, they hear it, they maybe see a sticker or a flyer for a campaign from time to time, but um, what's the one thing you, you wish people maybe knew about the United Way that they that they don't know when they maybe see that brand that they're familiar with? Well, as you look at United Way of the Big Ben, it's 78 years strong. Uh, it is a trusted uh, community leader 
Uh, I think when you think about United Way, I think you think about people, you think about a group or an organization that's here to help your community. Uh, it's here to help your community in time of need. Uh, and right now our need is pretty tremendous. When you look at uh, Tallahassee and Leon County and our surrounding counties, uh, latest statistics show that we have about 54% uh, of our of our uh, region, Big Bend region, either living in poverty or at the edge of poverty. Now that is one in two people. Now when you have one in two folks, it's someone that's sitting at the edge of the pew at church or at your synagogue. It is uh, a kid that's in your uh, your child's class at school or the school play. It's an athlete that's on the soccer field or on the basketball court or the baseball field in high school. So you're talking about it's touching those friends and neighbors of yours every single day. And our United Way has a big heart. Uh, we also uh, we also need help uh, to make our mission work. There's no question that the United Way is a phenomenal program and a huge asset to our community. And I think that the community would all agree to me that we're thankful to have a leader like you for that organization. Taking it back maybe a year or so ago, I had the privilege of seeing you speak at a Chamber Professional Women's Forum. And for the listeners who weren't there at this time, I still laugh about it to this day because me and a couple of my other staff members, we got the slides from Bernice ahead of time. And it was like pictures of a cow, farmland, just pictures, no words or explanation. And Bernice said, guys, I promise you this will all come together. It will all make sense when you see my presentation. And it did. And that was one of the greatest presentations I think I, I loved hearing that from you so could you tell us a little bit more about your background we'd love to get to know the you before the United Way well and that background helps shape my interest in United Way the Big Ben why I've been so passionate about it I was on the board for six years became a past board chair uh, I grew up on a farm uh, I was uh, I, there were seven children I grew up on the farm and I used to tease my father the reason he had so many children because he had a built-in labor for labor workforce I don't know if that really was a joke that could be almost <laughs> true uh, I think I did everything there was to do on the farm and we also not only did we have our own farm but we were what you call sharecroppers we actually worked other people's farms uh, I was the first one in my family to go to college uh, and that uh, that was a hard work it was working jobs to go to college and then later in life I found myself as a single parent uh, raising a wonderful son uh, working a full-time job and two part-time jobs so when you talk about those in poverty or the edge of poverty for me it's those aren't words those are feelings those are emotions those are real words and at no time did I expect anyone just to take care of me but here's what would have happened if I especially when I was a single parent if I I had known like we have programs right now that United Way funds if I had known that during that end of the month with those three jobs when I was looking at my my income coming in and the expenses going out that I might have had some assistance with utilities if I had just I wasn't going to tell anybody it was private nobody had to know what my life was like but if I had known that I could have had assistance for utilities for a month that was really a tough month for me, I might have used it. If I had known that that one month when there was a, a, an incident that took more money out of my budget than I, the expenses were, were much larger than what I was bringing in, and I could have had rent paid for one month, I would have taken that. And so by providing HR, uh, those at HR and in, in, in companies that give to United Way, a list of some of those services that we fund, 
the people don't have to tell you their story. They can take a list and, and see what, what we fund. And, and if they're in a situation like that, if they're working folks and in a situation like that, they know there's help and they don't have to tell their own story about what's out there. Those are programs that I'm thinking about. And those that are in poverty, you, you know, and those that are have uh, maybe a loss of a loved one that puts them, they were at the edge of poverty and puts them into poverty, that we have some uh, safety net programs for them as well. Um, that's pretty important. And I, you know, I didn't know about those things. And I think uh, let, making sure that our companies who invest, th- invest in us let their folks know about those things um, and, and just those invest in general, uh, a, a real good communication strategy on making sure folks know what we're investing in in our community. There's a, a segment of our population uh, that I've heard you talk about very uh, impassioned uh, uh, storytelling, both from your own uh, experience and then with those that you, uh, the United Way helps on a daily basis. It's uh, commonly referred to as the Alice population. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that has a big part in the work that you all do now. Uh, for those who, who may not know what that means, can you tell us what the Alice population is um, and how that plays into the work you all do at United Way? I sure can. Uh, Alice stands for Asset Limited Income Constrained Employed. And those are the folks that, just like I was, that are working. Uh, they're working really hard, and most of them are living paycheck to paycheck. They're struggling to make ends meet. We also, it's Alice and below, so also poverty is mixed, in that, mixed into that. And and you, Jay and Sarah, you may have heard about the Alice Report, because a lot of people are using the Alice Report to shape that. The Alice Report is a report that United Ways pay for. So our United Way of Florida, who we pay dues to, commissions that United Way report. So we, I, I love that people are using our Alice Report. I would really love it if they said the Alice report brought to us by United Way because that's significant uh, and I and I and I what I love about also is is that I'm we're seeing business communities uh, and business leaders using that Alice report to shape their discussion as it relates to workforce I know that uh, and, and I, I I just love that that's happening because it's 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 a factor in our 2030 workforce probably in our 2040 workforce uh, we need to be looking at that and the fact that the business community is tying into what we our work and and uh, we're we're able to enhance uh, a business community by the work we're doing really means an awfully lot but it is uh, the Alice population they're working Uh, most of them are working hard they're they're people that you know that work really hard and like I said full-time job perhaps a part-time job and still struggling to make ends meet and they're just one crisis away from actually slipping into poverty so any way we can figure out how to support and and help and and the reason that we needed to go in that direction is because we're talking about 50 plus percent in our big bend area that is in that in that uh conundrum and faced with that every single day faced with major uh issues on feeding their family and you know utilities and a car payment maybe not even a car you know losing their car sometimes so those are just things that that there are, there are a few areas where we can help and just lift lift them up just a little bit and it's to be used not every single day but on a part-time you know when you mm-hmm. have those kinds of situations come up so tell us a little bit we've heard about some great programs that united way assists in and mm-hmm. how the how the program can assist the community but can you tell us a little bit more about the fundraising and how how does the united way get to do 
all the things that they do. Where do you get the funds to help these families that need it so much? Um, first of all, I'm going to give a shout out. This is that. Thank you for that question, Sarah. We are uh, ending our campaign. We'll be closing in our campaign middle of March. When I say closing in our campaign, uh, getting in all of our pledge forms mm-hmm. and our corporate uh, sponsors, I mean checks that come in, our corporate checks that come in uh, middle of March, and then we'll be able to wrap that up and have a final report probably toward uh, April. Uh, we're not doing a finale this year. We're going to wrap that finale into our words program and our kickoff August the 25th for our, our next year's campaign. Having said that, we, we do employee campaigns. Uh, um, many companies uh, here at Florida State University, Tallahassee Community College, uh, Florida A&M University, uh, companies throughout, uh, some associations here uh, run uh, employee campaigns, and that's where uh, they have the uh, option to have payroll deduction, uh, and that's a, a great way of, of splitting it up and, you know, and, and carrying it out throughout the year. Uh, we have uh, major gift donors. Uh, I work with, we don't have a staff person that just has major gifts. That's me, and including mm-hmm. in my role as president and CEO. And I work with major gifts and what we call total donors, which are a higher, a higher level of donors. Um, we also, uh, as we look at the future of giving, and I think, I think we all have to be doing this. It's not just limited to the way of the Big Ben. People are giving differently. Even corporations are giving differently. And we have to shift and shape how we're going to attract those new donors. Uh, I am uh, working on a... um, a communications plan that will incorporate uh, making sure that we're looking at uh, millennials and the way they give and and how we can tune into how they give and I've already got a couple of great I mean, a couple of ideas that I hope uh, pan out uh, in the future um, there'll be focus groups to to see if they're going to pan out in the future but things like that that need to be done to to uh, really adapt uh, to the changing face of the donor what are some of those trends in that space that uh, that are sort of maybe most evident these days? Uh, some of the trends in the space of, of fundraising and what's, yeah. how to mm-hmm. give there. Um, I think the uh, I think you're seeing. Uh, Making sure that people know exactly what they're giving to and educating. There's an education. When we look at our millennials, particularly, uh, how they give All is... All those pesky millennials. No, well, <laughs> okay. you know, and I, 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 have, I, have, I have family that I love that are millennials. Oh, yeah. You've heard me talk oh, about yeah, that. Family times. and friends and that are millennials. Yeah, so, that you know, I, don't, that are millennials. I don't think they're pesky. <laughs> We're just saying that there's, there's opportunities to... Yeah. To learn, uh, to learn more about millennials. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't feel like I already know quite a bit, but to learn more about millennials, and and what makes uh, what makes them want to give to a certain cause. Uh, that's that's a trend. We are United Way worldwide uh, is looking at what we call a modern United Way. That has not happened yet. That's a transition that I see coming during my new position here, uh, transitioning into the modern United Way, and it's taking into. Uh, consideration uh, the shape and shift of how donors are giving and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, learning and adapting to that you you were talking about you know your new position Um, let's dive back into that just for a second so uh, you know you had a a very have had a very successful career in some other fronts but were engaged as the as the chair there and on the board of directors Mm -hmm. and then uh, as Katrina Roll who did a wonderful job with the organization was was moving out uh opportunity opened up you came in as interim Mm -hmm. uh what what made you want to go do do the work that you're doing today 
Uh, well, I, I was on the board for six years, okay. and I was I was uh, one of those pesky board members that really <laughs> <laughs> that really liked being on the board, almost to the point, especially when I was chair, you could have gotten me an office there, I think, and <laughs> Katrina would probably have said the same thing. No, I don't mean it in that way, but I, I really, you know, I guess back to my background, uh, you know, it's when you've lived it, uh, you really, you get to a point where I've lived it. And I really have understood, I understood our strategic shift. I was part of the strategic shift. Uh, I um, also uh, love our community. I love the folks that live here and in our Big Bend area. I just think we have a great, great area and a great region. Um, the, it, it was my heart. It, it, it was my heart, I, my heart in my head, and it may have been my heart more than my head. Uh, but, no, it was it was a combination of both. Uh, my life experiences, uh my life experiences, the work that I've done, uh, the relationships that I've been able to uh, to garner uh, throughout the years, and to make the people that uh, that I care about in this community who are willing, for some reason, to open a door and let me talk to them, I feel like that would be advantageous. Uh, and and even though this isn't a political position, I think the fact that I um, I lobbied before the governor and cabinet and the House and Senate and advocated before our U.S. senators and congressional members, I think that plays into how you communicate. I think it plays into the layers of knowledge you might have as it relates to uh, the political world and how it might impact you. Like I said, you we're not political. Uh, you're not in a way the Big Ben's not political, but understanding politics is advantageous in that position, I believe. And this position, not that, this position. <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned a strategic shift a couple times. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the focus areas are and what are some of the things that the United Way of the Big Bend is focusing on going forward that may be different from how it was in the past. Sarah, let me tell you a little bit about that strategic shift. It was it was a two year. It was a two year work. It was a, this the this this board was engaged. Our United Way, the Big Bend board, was engaged for almost two years before there was a vote on this on this shift. We had community conversations. We had the uh, agencies. We had over thirty eight agencies in our uh, Leon County, uh, Tallahassee. Uh, region uh, and the surrounding counties do uh, surveys uh, and their agent their uh, those that they served did surveys we had a link on, on the Tallahassee Democrat so that our community could survey uh, we also had other needs assessment that we took into consideration and then uh, toward the end of my chairmanship uh, we North Highland uh, a global international company that really does strategic planning I mean that's kind of one of their sh- one of their major areas uh, selected Tallahassee Lee County, uh, which they usually select big cities like Chicago or San Francisco or London, they selected Tallahassee, Leon County uh, to give us an in-kind year of service to do a deep dive into the work that we'd already done and into the work of this community and into the work of the United Way of the Big Ben and best practices. And in that, in that shift, what we found were was that we, we had we had had we couldn't we had not been able to open up to new agencies uh same agencies for years which is great but it also you have to look at that what you're doing to see if it's really working and it's the best way uh to accommodate this community uh we also we also found that 
our allocated dollars were, in some cases, only 1% or 2% of their budget. So we looked at the big problem, and the big problem is almost 54% of our Big Bend area is living paycheck to paycheck or are in poverty, the edge of poverty. And we said, well, we, how can we impact if we're only 1% or 2% of a budget? And many of those agencies that we funded in the past, that was the case. We were such a small, maybe 4 or 5%. And when you're that small a percentage of a budget, you're not able to impact what you need to impact. And so I would say that was taken into consideration into our shift. The areas that we look, look at, our goals were access, stability, and development. So we broke that into five outcome areas. We're going to look at housing, early learning, skills development, aging workforce, and uh, safety net. And so those are the five outcome areas, and we're going to measure those outcome areas because we really got to be able to tell our donors. We have sophisticated donors now. They're get, mm-hmm. just getting more and more sophisticated. And I know Jay, you asked earlier about sure. what that looks like. You know, as we as we look at the modern United Way or the next steps yeah. in United Way, and even in, in giving in general. They really want to know how their dollars are being used and how they're being impacted. And so we've got to show them how we're impacting this, how we're impacting poverty and those at the edge of poverty. And I think that strategic shift uh, with the measurable outcomes gives us an opportunity to do that. Uh, the folks at North Highland uh, did a great job on your plan. We think highly of their work as well. They did our strategic <laughs> plan a few years ago. Uh, great folks there. Um, and uh, great chamber members uh, mm-hmm. as well. So. Um, you know, you, you, when you go through a strategic plan like that and you're looking at those key areas, not only at, at the, uh, the, you're looking internally at how your organization looks, you're looking at how our community looks, what the needs are. Uh, obviously, that's very forward-facing. So uh, as you're coming into the, the new position here, how, how long, again, have you been on the job? Well, uh, let's, well officially yeah, as the brand think, new right. CEO, January the 1st of okay, this year, yeah, so, so two months. Two months, yeah, <laughs> great. So you got it all figured out. You know? uh, but in your mind, what, what does the future of the United Way look like, you know? The future of the United Way, uh, it it looks it looks like uh, when I when you ask me what that looks like, I think it looks like our community. It looks like uh, making sure that we're looking at our community and and being able to shift if needed, uh, not to be stuck in you know not to be. We we've got to be able to adapt and sometimes to adapt more quickly. And I I love that we went through the strategic plan and I think the strategic plan in any organization uh, shapes that they're uh, what they're doing in the future, but it also needs to be a living, breathing document. In other words, there might be something that happens in our community that was unexpected, and we might have to adapt within that strategic plan. That's not to blow up everything that we've done, but there may be reason to adapt. And I think, you know, uh, I won't say what that might be right now as for looking at what's going on in, in our community and the nation and even worldwide, but there are things that may happen that we need to need to adapt. I think uh, the United Way, uh, you know, we want to still be considered the trusted leader. We have a brand of 78 years and uh, in this region, and uh, we want that to grow. We don't want anything to diminish that. And I think if we keep focused on those in poverty and those at the edge of poverty, and we keep building great partnerships uh, throughout this community and, and making sure that we are uh, collaborating with, with uh, those partners and collaborating in, with new partners, uh, I think it will be a fresh and a refresh uh, often for our United Way of the Big Ben. There's a business that's listening to this or just an individual that's listening to this who maybe hasn't ever considered a donation to the United Way before. What would you say to kind of 
encourage them to at least check it out. Oh, yay, please. Thank you for that opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) See how excited I got? Uh, Yes, we would welcome you not only to give to United Way, but also to volunteer uh, with our program. We have several programs. Women United is a strong program, and those are women who give $1,000 each year, some more, but $1,000 toward our uh, initiatives and toward the the work of the United Way. Uh, But even if you're just getting started and and you don't have the $1,000 ready available, we will definitely take your donation because we're going to make sure that that uh, goes to impact the work that our uh, partner agencies, uh, those that we partner with, and also uh, with our own initiatives uh, to impact our own initiatives. Like I said, our campaign is wrapping up uh, in the middle of March. March the 13th, I think, is the date we're looking at. Uh, And then we'll still be getting pledge forms through the end of the month uh, with hopefully by the end of the month have a good idea of what's, uh, what's been happening this past year with our campaign. Uh, that's wonderful, and, and it is an important thing to um, look at, folks. Um, the United Way, under Bernice's leadership, uh, I think is on a great path to doing some very impactful work. You've always done impactful work, whether in, in this version of your career or in other versions. But um, uh, your organization, again, you mentioned 78 years of impact in this community and in the, in the communities surrounding us. Uh, I think that's going to continue for many, many years to come. I think it's an exciting time in the uh, in the fields you're working in, uh, but also a time with, you know, there's a lot of anxiety in the world, like you mentioned, and there's a lot of people in our communities who are dealing, as you as you called it, I think is an appropriate way to phrase it, the edge of poverty, uh, one one bad day, one bad month away mm-hmm. from from really slipping. And what we continue to find in this community is that if we're going to make sure that we live in a place where everyone has an opportunity to succeed and get ahead. We've got to make sure those who are on the edge moved in the right direction mm-hmm. and not in the wrong mm-hmm. direction. And so organizations like the United Way are just a just a critical component of that. And can I say one more thing? Because sure. I like that you said that. As we looked at when we talk about getting out of poverty and, and you know, those at the edge of poverty are even doing better, one of the programs we fund is a getting ahead program. And it ac- actually goes to the basics of how, you know, you're making this much income. How can you invest this income? How can you actually invest in a home and all of that? So there's a getting ahead program. And, and we're seeing remarkable results with the getting ahead program. Just amazing results with that. So no, we're, yeah. uh, that's one of our partner agencies that we're funding. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, understanding the systems that um, a lot of people find the systems of the world work against them. But if you can show people how to use them in your favor to grow uh, income and, and wealth over time and through generations, you really can have a profound effect. Uh, and and that is incredibly important work. Well, and you want to change generational poverty. I yes. mean, I, and, and I'm not talking about poverty per se when I say this. I, I mentioned Sarah early, Sarah and Jay earlier, that I was the first one in my family to go to college. Boy, did I just blow that up in my family because my nieces and nephews, they thought if their Aunt Bernice could do it, then they could do it. My son had an expectation that that's what he was going to do. And that's not anything wrong if you don't go to college. I'm talking about someone that, that changed the generational dynamics or or a family that changed the generational dynamics as it relates to going to college. And then they far exceeded me. I have doctors and attorneys and whatever in my family, but that... That's the kind of the sh- change and the shift that can happen, and that's what we want to see. Uh, when when people are allowed to succeed in life, we have a better community. And sometimes all they need is just a little bit of help and a little bit of support to get to that next step. And I think that's what we all want in our community. 
No doubt. And we're very fortunate to have you and your team at the United Way working on those fronts each and every day. Bernice, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Uh, if people want to learn more about the United Way, the Big Ben, where do we send them to? Um, well, I would say me, but that might be <laughs> <laughs> uwb.b.org uh, is our website. They can look through our website and take a take a look at that. That uh, shows uh, volunteer opportunities. It shows uh, our partner agencies and the work we're doing. That would be a great start. And if they need to contact anyone, there's a email and with contact information that they can send. And folks listening, uh, we'll be sure to have that in the show notes. As always, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you, Bernice, for being with us. Uh, and again, we appreciate all the hard work that's happening at the United Way, the Big Ben. Uh, we know that uh, no day goes by without you thinking about those who are living on that edge uh, and how you can all can uh, help. And folks, if you're listening again, uh, as you've heard here a couple of times throughout the show, you, you can help as well. You can participate uh, in the battle against poverty and, and helping those who are living on the edge there uh, by participating in the United Way's annual campaign. Uh, you've got an opportunity to do something here in your own community and make a difference. And uh, as always, folks, we like to make sure you know what's going on in our world as well. Uh, you can visit our website, www.talchamber.com. That's talchamber.com. If you haven't noticed, our website actually looks a little bit differently of late. You can see all the latest and greatest news in a little bit of a refined format uh, that looks a little um, more catching to your eye, maybe we'll say. Uh, you will see always our latest, greatest episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast up in the top left corner there. Hope you'll click on that, give it a listen, listen to this show, share it with your friends. Uh, hopefully you'll go on and leave us a nice review as well. Thanks again, folks, for listening. We appreciate you as always. Uh, we would not have a show without those of you who are our loyal listeners and chamber members. We appreciate all you do to make our community such a wonderful place to live work and play. We'll talk to you again real soon. Cheers.